Well, good morning, church. It is great to see you all today. I could have carried on in the presence of God without any hesitation. And I looked at the time and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, God, look how the time has flown by. But God is not looking at the time. And I'm not going to look at the time. Amen. Amen. There's no restrictions in God. Amen. And I do understand if you need to go, you need to go. But if you want to stay, you're welcome. Amen. So, I have been praying about what the Lord would have me to bring. And two weeks ago when Oliver Raper came here, he let the cat out of the bag. And I said, thank you, Lord Jesus, for your confirmation. And I've been sitting on it and sitting on it. And the title of my message is this. Faith pleases God. Amen. Amen. So we're going to look at the scriptures. I have got so many scriptures here, church. You're not going to keep up with me. But if you want to write them down, feel free. For we read in Hebrews 11:6, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seeks him. Let me ask you a question, church, this morning. How many of us wants to please God? Put your hands up. Don't be ashamed. I want to please God. Yes, amen. 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 And that's what we want to do. Amen. Let me ask the next question. How do we please God? Faith. Faith is what pleases God. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. What is faith? In the Strong's Biblical Dictionary, it means a conviction. Confidence, trust, belief, reliance, faithfulness, trustworthiness. In a New Testament setting, divinely implanted principle of an inward confidence and assurance, trust and a reliance in, in God and all that he says. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. For we read in Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Amen. The evidence of things not seen. Now faith is. Now faith is. Now faith is. That means it's present tense. It means it's now. It means it's ongoing. Amen. Before I gave my heart to Jesus or I was born again, I relied on my own ability. My own strength, my own thinking, my own logic. I relied on me. And I put my trust in all sorts of things. My job, my career, my sport, horoscopes. I even put my trust in people. 
people I didn't even know. Train drivers, bus drivers, taxi drivers, air uh, pilots who fly planes. I put my trust in doctors and surgeons. And I could go on and on and on. And I'm sure we've all done that ourselves. But boy, oh God, when I asked Jesus Christ into my life, the God who created the universe, the God who knew me and knows you before you were even conceived in your mother's womb, the God who knows your name, the God who created the universe. When I came to faith and I came to know him, and when I read this Psalms, Psalms 139, 13, for you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Yes, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in a secret place, when I was woven together in the depth of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Wow, church. He knows your name. He knows you. Hallelujah. There should be no turning back when you come to know Jesus. For Jesus said in John 3, 3, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. We read in Romans 10, verse 8 to 10, what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Hallelujah. We read in Ephesians 2.8, For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Notice that by grace you have been saved through faith. You are saved through faith. It is not of yourselves. In other words, it's not a natural human faith. It's a gift of God. Amen. Amen. And we read in Romans 12 verse 3, God has dealt to each one a measure, an amount of faith. Hallelujah. God has dealt with each one of us, a measure of faith. So I'm going to say, here's a measure for Effie. Here's a measure for Marie. Here's a measure for Angela. Here's a measure for Anne and for Senga and for Nora. Here's a measure for everyone. The same measure. You get it? That is a measure that is poured out on you. Amen? Amen. The same measure is poured out upon us. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our faith levels can increase and it can grow. But you are the one who increases or exercises it, not God. You know, I go to the gym. I've got to keep my conditioning up. I've got to keep my strength up. I've got to exercise my muscles. And there's sometimes I don't want to get up. It's cold. It's raining. But I do because I discipline my body. And I want to train it. And I want to condition it. And I want to keep it in that condition. It's the same with faith. You've got to exercise it. You've got to put it into practice. And you've got to speak the Word of God. Amen. You've got to act on the Word of God. Yes. You've got to do the Word of God. And the more you do it, yeah. the more your um, faith level will increase and increase. We've all been given, given a measure of faith. But some are up here. Some are beyond that. Some are there. It doesn't matter. You've all been given. And on Zoom, the same measure of faith. Yeah. But it's up to you, not God how you exercise that faith in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we feed on the word of God and we exercise it. We put God's word into practice. Yet Christians will say, I just don't have any faith. All believers have faith because you are saved by grace through faith. And it's a gift of God. So how does faith come? Well, we read in 10, Romans 10, 17. So faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. You cannot believe without hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing what? The word of God. God's word is called the word of faith. Faith is based on facts. The fact of God's word. It's important, church, when you come to church, you come with an expectation. You come with an excitement that you want to receive the word of God. Your heart should be open and receptive. Your ears should be open. Why? Because faith comes. Comes by the word of God. Comes by hearing. That one seed that you've been waiting for, that you've been hearing, or you've been wanting. Just like Anne said last week. She said to me, love, are you okay with that? I said, let God confirm his word. Amen. And God confirmed his word. Yes. Why? Because faith came. Yeah. Faith came by hearing. Amen. 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 So if you're wanting a word this morning, have you come with an expectation and excitement this morning? We've heard three different words this morning from God. Grab that. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So we know that without faith, it's impossible to please God. God demands faith of us. If God demands that we have faith when it's impossible for us to have faith, then we have a right to challenge his law. But if God places in our hands the means whereby faith can be produced, then the responsibility is up to us. Yes. And to whether we have faith or not, faith without works is dead. Amen. Your relationship with God is largely dependent 
by your faith. Faith does not eliminate problems. Faith keeps you in trusting relationship with God in the midst of your problems. Faith has to do with your relationship with God, not your circumstances. Amen? Now we know what pleases God, which is faith. So we come to him in confidence and in trust and believe that he exists. Why? Because in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen? So we know we know He exists. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. We know that God is not a man that He should lie, nor a son of man that He should repent. Has He said it, and will He not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make good? Church, God never lies. God's promises are yes and amen. God says what he says, means what he means, and he'll do what he'll do. The word never returns back void, but goes out to accomplish that to which he's sent. Stand on his word this morning. Hallelujah. He rewards those who earnestly, seriously, sincerely, and with intense conviction to seek him. For we read in Jeremiah 29, 11 to 14. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me. And find me. Amen. You will seek me Amen. and find me. And I will, and when you seek me with all your heart, he says, I will be found by you. Hallelujah. I've come seeking to God this morning. I've met with God in his presence this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. James 4 8 says, Draw near to me, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. We read in John 5, 14 and 15, this is a confidence that we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we've asked for. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus was up the mountain of transfiguration. He was there with Elisha and Moses. But as they came down to the mountain, a man came to Jesus and said, Jesus, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. How many times do we call out, have mercy on me, Lord? Have mercy on me. He said, My son has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. But this challenged me this morning. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Jesus said in verse 17 of of Matthew 17, 17, 
you unbelieving, perverse generation. Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon and he came out of the boy and he was healed at that very moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive him out? Jesus replied in verse 20, because you had so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. We read in Luke 17, 5, and the apostle said to the Lord, Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said again, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Church, do you know how small a mustard seed is? It is either one to two millimeters. One to two millimeters in diameter. But that mustard seed will grow into a mustard tree, can grow to 2.7 to three meters tall, which is nine foot ten. Nine foot ten. A small mustard seed. You see the height of this projector stand? That is nine foot from there to there. I'm going to raise that for another 10 inches and you can see how tall that is. Nine foot 10. That's what a mustard seed can do. And Jesus said, if you have Faith, as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be removed and it be cast in the sea. I'm going to ask Nick to put on a scripture on there for me. And I've got it. I want to read it to you, church. I was hoping I can get a card for everybody. But I'm going to get a mustard seed for you. But this is what it says. I promise you, if you have faith inside of you, no bigger than the size of a small mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move away from here and go over there and you will see it move. There is nothing you couldn't do. Amen. There's nothing you couldn't do. All God is looking for is a faith as small as as a mustard seed. We've all been dealt with a measure of faith. We want to be a church that acts in faith, believes in faith, speaks in faith. Amen. We read about Noah. When God commanded Noah to build an ark in the middle of the desert, God gave him the measurements and the size. And Noah was obedient to what God called him to do. 
And so Noah begins to build his church. And you can understand that the people who were mocking him, telling him he was crazy, telling him he was out of his right mind, all opposition was against him because there was no rain. But he stood on the word of God. And he built the ark for his household. God sent the animals. They came to Noah. The little ants came to Noah. They came. He built the ark. And God stood on his word. And the floods came. We read about Abraham. When God told him to leave where he was and go out into the land that God was going to show him. And God led Abraham's. Abraham was a hundred years old. His wife, Sarah. And God promised they would have a son. And sometimes we try and take matters into our own hands. And Sarah did that. Abraham, go and sleep with Haggai. And that wasn't the promise of God. But God's promise came when he said to Abraham and Sarah, you will have a son. And the son came. God tested Abraham again and said, sacrifice your son. And Abraham took his son to Mount Moriah was ready to plunge the knife into his son. But God saw his faith and said, Son, look up. There is a ram caught in the thicket. Abraham was obedient to God. He didn't waver. We are sons and daughters of Abraham. Amen. Amen. By faith. When you read Hebrews 11, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. There it is in the Word of God. It is there to encourage us, church. It is there to help us. And to encourage us, by faith, our brothers and our sisters acted on the word of God. We read about Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. King Nebuchadnezzar built an image and said, bow down and worship me. For if you don't worship me, I will throw you into the fire. 
and when you know who you are in Christ Jesus. And you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. There should be no compromise. Amen. And this is what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered to King Nebuchadnezzar. We have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from the hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods nor will we worship the God, the gold image in which you have set, set up. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the burning fiery furnace. Then came Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to the counselors, Did we not cast three men bound in the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, O true, O king, look. He answered, I see, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. They're not hurt. And the fourth in the form of the Son of God. Amen. Amen. God is with you in the fire. God is with you in the storm. God is with you. Wherever you go. Amen. Amen. What is written in the Bible is to help us and to encourage us. That is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He changes not. Nothing is too difficult for our God. Amen. He's in the fire. He's in the storm. He's in the church. He's in us. Because the Bible says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. Amen. Amen. And if God is for us, hallelujah. 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 Oh, we read about the centurion. Hallelujah. We read about the centurion. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. But, oh God, only speak the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Only speak the word and my servant will be healed. For I am almost a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. Boy, when Jesus heard this, he marveled. And he said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way. And as if you have believed, so let it be done to you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Will Jesus find great faith here in Stratford at the Rock Church? Will he find it, church? Will he find great faith? Hallelujah. 
We're going to be a church of faith. We're believing for the miracles. We're believing for the healing. We're believing for sign, wonders and miracles. We're believing. Why? Because the word of God says so. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus spoke to the fig tree. And he said, you will wither. There will be no more fruit for you ever again. And he said it in front of the disciples. But then two or three days later, they came past this fig tree. And Peter said, look, the tree that you spoke to has withered. And Jesus said, as surely I say to you, if you will not doubt in your heart, but believe those things which you say, you will have what you say. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Speak the word of God and you will have what you say. He said it in front of them. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Amen. You will have what you say. Do we believe that, church? Do we believe the word of God? Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. I could just go on and go on and go on. Hallelujah. We read about Jesus and Jairus coming to him and say, Lord, my daughter is dying. And Jesus said, I will come. And as they're walking to Jairus' house, the lady with the blood issue got hold of Jesus and touched the hem of his garment. And she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. I shall be healed. She believed it. She spoke it. She acted on it. And she received her healing. And Jesus said, who touched me? Who touched me? Who wants a touch from God this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Amen. And then the servant of Jairus came to him and said, don't bother anymore. Your daughter has died. But what did Jesus say? Do not be afraid. Only believe. Amen. When the word of God comes and you stand on the word, he said, do not be afraid, church. Only believe. And so he goes to Jairus' house and he gets all the unbelief out of that room. Amen. He gets all the unbelief out of the room and he goes in with Jairus and he speaks to her and she rises and comes out. Amen. We read in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. The Bible says, Four times in the Bible, the just shall live by faith. Who are the just? The righteous. Amen. Four times. Habakkuk 2.4. 
Romans 1.17, Galatians 3.11, Hebrews 10.38. The just shall live by faith. Amen. The just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. We read in Acts 6. Now in those, uh, those days when the number of disciples were multiplying, they rose a complaint against the Hebrews of the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in daily distribution. Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and of wisdom, who may, whom we may appoint over the business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and Philip plus five others. But then we read, and Stephen. Oh, this leapt out in front of me, church. And Stephen, full of faith and power of the Holy Spirit, did wonders and signs among the people. Yeah? Did signs and wonders among the people. Oh, that we at the Rock Church will be people who will serve where there is a need. And be full of the Holy Spirit and empower and doing great wonders and signs among the people. Amen. God is no respecter of those. Amen. He said, if you shall believe, you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He said, the works that I have done, you will do also and greater works will you do because I go to my Father. With God, all things are possible. Yep. If you can believe, then all things are possible. Oh, I'm praying your faith will rise this morning, church, because that is what pleases God. Amen. Three points I'd like to share before we come to the end. Number one, don't let fear step you. Sorry, don't let fear stop you stepping out in faith. You know, when Jesus sent the disciples into the boat to go over to the other side, did you think that he knew there was a storm coming? Yeah, he did. They didn't know, but Jesus knew. But he said, go to the other side. That was his word. So they went into the boat, hit a storm. But Jesus begins to walk on the water. And they look and see, and they see, is that a ghost? But Jesus said, don't be afraid, it is I. But one man had faith. Peter. He said, Lord, if that's you, beckon me to come. And the Lord said, come. And Peter stepped out of the boat and he walked 
to Jesus. You know the rest of the story. But he stepped out of the boat. Don't let fear stop you stepping out into the promises of God. This is how this church was birthed. We stepped out of the boat and did what God called us to do. Hallelujah. God said, launch out into the deep. Let down your nets and you will catch a mighty catch in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. He promised he will never leave us nor forsake us. We read in Psalms 118 verse 6, The Lord is on my side. I shall not fear. What can man do to me? Hallelujah. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. That we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. The Apostle Paul says this, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay up hold on eternal life to which you were called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Don't let fear prevent you stepping out. Point number two. Don't worry. We read in Matthew 6. For he knows the things we have need of. It says, don't worry about what you shall eat what you shall drink, what you shall wear, or about your body, or about your life. Why? Because the Gentiles worry about these. Your Father knows the things you have need of before you even ask Him. Because He knows the things you have need of. We're to ask Him in faith. But we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto us. It says in Philippians 4, 6, do not worry. Do not be anxious. I want to read it from the Amplified. Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and every situation by prayer, and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. Worry means to divide, distract, distraction, a preoccupation with things causing anxiety, stress, and pressure. Jesus speaks against worry and anxiety because of the watchful care of his Father, who's ever mindful of our daily needs. Psalms 55, 22, cast your burden onto the Lord and he shall sustain you. Quickly release concerns and worries to the Father who wants to carry them for you. Faith is a conscience choice to act on what God says 
is true. Faith requires a singleness of commitment that draws us from doubt and wavering. God knows what we have need of. He always knows what we need before we even ask him. He knows. So we can trust him. God is not worried. So why do we worry? Hallelujah. And point number three, don't give up the race. We read in James 1, 2, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And if if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives all liberally and without reproach. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. But let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. For we read in Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 2, Therefore, We are also, since we are surrounded by such great clouds of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking, looking, looking unto the Lord Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So church, let's please God by faith in our relationships, our walk, our obedience, our hearing, our thoughts, our words, and our actions. Let's just stand.